Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So Telluride, expensive. Crazy expensive. But one of the most beautiful towns you've ever seen in your life. I wanted to go while he was living out there. And then um, he moved back to New Jersey, so. Yeah, we were out there in August for his wedding. And then randomly, like three days ago, our trout guy that we went trout fishing with called me. And I'm like, why, why would this guy be calling me? Mm-hmm. And so I called him back. I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, oh, I butt dialed you, but I'm glad you called me back. How are things? <laughs> <laughs> we talked for like 45 minutes. Did you guys go fishing? <laughs> uh, I, I will probably go back out there and go fishing with him again. And then he's talked about coming down here and wanting to do some bone fishing and permit fishing and yeah. that kind of thing. Call me when you do that. I don't do that. Oh, come on, Brick. I'm an offshore guy. I, I mean, I, I like to do it, but I, I don't really, I'm no good at it here. I don't. I would be terrible. I'd be the last person you'd want to go bone fishing with. Right. yelling at the bonefish. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bite it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me to take you bone fishing. Now, if we were in San Salvador, that's uh-huh. a whole different story. Yeah. yeah. You spent a lot of time there, right? I love San Salvador. That's on the top of my list. I need yeah. to get a Wahoo there. A Wahoo? Yeah. yeah. I've caught the a big, big one. Ones. What's your biggest there? 114. Ooh. <laughs> And That's it, a nice wahoo. And it's funny. We caught, we had a triple header on. Mm-hmm. The two longs and then the shotgun down the middle. And the two longs were over 85 each. And then the one down the middle was 114. We caught all three of them. Mm-hmm. And But when you put one in over 100 pounds, you don't even have to wonder. You yeah. just look at him and go, yeah. that one's over 100. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> you know, you know immediately. Big fat back. Yeah. They, well, they get that big saggy belly in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're insane. And... And then was on a 63 Bertram. And so we just opened a tuna door 
and we would slide them in right into the fish box. Right. But Not we, even having to gaff them, just no, pull them but, right in. But those three, you had to gaff them. Yeah. And they're that big, you better stick something yeah. in them. Yeah. Get them. You want to be <laughs> able to probably get, start digging once they get close to the transom there. Well, you don't. You want to be able to control them yeah. once you get them on the deck. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to, uh, yeah. to keep their head away from anybody because. Uh, yeah, you don't want them, those teeth going. Yeah, I mean, it'll take over. somebody's leg off. Yeah. You know, it may not Razor take it sharp. off, but yeah. Razor sharp. I mean, yeah. do enough damage to. So, but I mean, the Wahoo fishing in San Salvador is incredible. I mean, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess we should properly introduce you here to the show. So, Oh, okay. um, we're here today with Olympic hopeful Beijing 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Brick Peoples, Captain work, Brick I've Peoples. I've been working out for my right? mom's letter. I offered Absolutely. you, I've, I offered you a cookie before the podcast, but you like, I, I, I realized I'm in training because you're Olympic training. You're exactly. Yeah. It ain't happening. No, I, you know, I want to win the gold. If I'm going to go to the Beijing Olympics, I plan on winning the gold. Well, you should. I mean, otherwise you should just stay home, right? Exactly. There's no point in putting in all the work. <laughs> <laughs> so um, welcome to Connected by Water, presented by Joey Accardi, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Subaru. I saw the new one. Yeah. I love that thing. It's beautiful. When's it getting wrapped? We'll have to design it first. So I'm taking care of our customers at the moment, and... It will get wrapped. It'll probably get wrapped. I'm hoping to wrap it before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So that that's really um what, what I'm hoping to get. It's always hard to do anything for myself as is um, now there's a second swordfish bill on the table um, that I have to do for me. Um, and uh, that's never going to happen. So that, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like if it's for me, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I, you know, you do this day in, day out, like all day long for other people. And by the time you get home, you're like, I'm not painting anything for me. Well, it's kind of like me, you know, go fishing on my own. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? You know, Patty. Different when you do it for a living. Yeah. Patty says I'm false advertising because when we first started dating, we went fishing all the time. Oh, okay. And, and you, that, when you were courting her. Yes. And now we, she goes, we don't ever go out on a boat anymore. I uh-huh. said, well, I go out on a boat, you know, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm on the water every day. <laughs> she goes, I, yeah, I know, but I like to go out on a boat. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Shout out to the... Lovely Patty Hitchcock Tate. Patty Hitchcock Tate, yes. She's in Austin, Texas. Dropped her off this morning. I'm home alone for a week. Really? That's kind of (laughs) scary. Home alone. Home alone. No adult supervision for a week. (laughs) What are we going to do? I don't even. Actually, I'm going to catch up on some stuff around the house probably. Yeah, that's probably what I would do too. And then I've got to write an article for Marlon Magazine so about San Salvador, actually. So I'm going to work on that article that I have to write. So I'll get that knocked out while she's gone. Excellent. Today so, is our uh, it's our Thanksgiving episode. Is that why we're having cookies? That's why we're having cookies. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> the, the Thanksgiving started. I'm, t- I'm a trainer. All right, all right. I'll stop. I'll stop bugging you. Howard so, down the hall brought those down. So, so anyway, so today's our Thanksgiving episode. So we want to give thanks um, to everything that we've had going on this year. Um, you know, all the great fortune that all of our family and friends have shared and experienced and um we want to give thanks to those people that may have lost this year um you got to be thankful for what you had while you had it um although you may have lost some loved ones um we just want to want to give thanks to you um that we still think of you and um we just are still with you so part of giving thanks is also recognizing the people that come on the show that give like you you do. Uh, I, I, I know you're going to be humble about it. So, <laughs> so that's why I want to kind of segue around that and just say, 
You were a big mover and shaker during the Abaco fishing community strong movement um, that we, you, I, Bruce, uh, well, not even me, really. I just did one thing. You guys in uh, Bruce and um, Scott Baxter really moved the needle there um, during the fishing community strong movement. A lot of people pitched in, a lot of people helped out. And one of the reasons that I got involved with you guys is that, A, I was guaranteed I know that the money was going to go to the right place, all of it. B, um, that you had the relationships in the area, that, in the areas that were affected, that we would know that the money would be used properly and um, see you guys just do this all the time. And a lot of people don't realize it, that this particular storm got a lot of publicity. A lot of people got involved, um, but there were other storms in the past that may not have gotten a lot of publicity that I know that you were involved with um, that didn't get quite the exposure. And I just want to give thanks to you today, Rick Thank Peoples, you. for all the work that you do, have done in the past, and continue to do today. Well, well, thank you. And, and I just feel it's my duty because sure. I have made a – carved out a great career in the fishing industry – and where did, where did I do where did I do it? I did it in the Bahamas. I mm-hmm. mean, in the Abacos and San Salvador, and you know, all throughout the Bahamas. But that's why I, I feel it's my obligation to give back for as much as I've taken from the Bahamas, if you will, over the years. I've you know, I've done great. I've won a lot of tournaments. I've won a lot of money. I've killed a lot of fish over there. I've eaten a lot of fish over there, and I've made a lot of friends over there. And I want to be able to to do stuff for them. And, and this, this one has, like you said, is because of the power of the internet and, and TV and the coverage that everybody knows about, you know, the storm this time. And, but people don't remember about, you know, when Joaquin went through San Salvador and when Floyd went through the Abacos 15 years ago. And, you know, that was a whole different operation, but I mean, 15 years ago, Floyd devastated the Marsh Harbor, Boat Harbor area and, Mm -hmm. and all, but there's a lot more money pouring in now than there was back then. I ran, I think during Floyd, we had a, I had a buddy who had a DC three and we ran eight relief flights, um, just packed the DC three, uh, to the Abaco to Marsh Harbor. And then also to Harbor Island. We did a couple of flights to Harbor Island, but mo- mainly our focus was to the Abacos. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what was it four years ago when Joaquin went through San Salvador, I think. Yeah, I don't even think that even came over here. I mean, just kind of like hit that yeah. and kind of went back out. But yeah. it destroyed San Salvador. Yeah. And we ran, I don't even remember, we sent, I think, <clears throat> two or three ships down with containers and full of stuff down there. And that was a big effort. I don't know if you know a captain named Ed Thompson. Mm-hmm. And Ed and, and Barbara Evans was a big part of that. Um, Ed had a GoFundMe page, and he raised some money. And I, th- I think uh, he sent the money to me because we sent all the money down there to San Salvador, to Michelle and through the church in San Salvador, Michelle, who owns and runs Riding Rock Resort. But she called me and said, Brick, I'm sending this money to you. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, okay. She says, There's, what, what am I going to buy with it? <laughs> There's nothing to buy down here. Right, right. And so what I did was I, I went to Home Depot and opened a commercial account at Home Depot. And then all the people who wanted to donate, I would call them standing at Home Depot and saying, okay, here's how much our bill is. It's $15,000. What do you want to pay of it? And it would be, you know, I want to pay $2,000 of it. Okay. And I put him on the phone with the Home Depot employee and they take all his credit card information and take it off the, you know, and pay, make payments on the bill. And that's how I did it that time. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, oh, I raised probably over $100,000 for down there. 
and all the stuff that we sent down there. And then, you know, and then this time it's been monumental. But every time that I've done it, and I can't talk about it without giving a big shout out to the Church of God. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The Church of God is incredible what they've done for us. And when I called Ron Sanderson, who's one of my guys at the Church of God, my cousin and her husband own have a Church of God and they're pastors in the Church of God. And both my uncles were pastors in the Church of God. But their relief efforts and their emergency efforts are just incredible. Mm-hmm. And when I called Ron, he said, Brick, I got you know, a hundred tractor trailers ready to go. You tell me when you want them. And that's where Scott became so, so critical to all this was Scott was able to receive a lot of, you know, these tractor trailers and get the, get the containers in, load the containers or empty the tractor trailers, load the containers, and then get them up to the ships to get them on. So it's a huge, huge, huge effort. And, you know, I, I guess I have a pretty big part in it and I've been doing it for a long time. And, and the reason is just cause I want to give back. I, you know, yeah, I've done a lot. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I remember that when we got involved with you, I mean, you and Bruce were the reason that I got involved yep. and I, my full trust in knowing that everything was going to be handled properly. <clears throat> um, it was a big responsibility for us to do the run that we did, but it was an even bigger responsibility to decide what happens with it. Yes. Um, so, you know, I had full faith and security in what was happening over there. With, well, with we, you, guys. you know, everything that we've done for this particular, you know, disaster has gone through the Miami Billfish Tournament, which is mm-hmm. a 501c3 that Bruce has been involved with forever. And now Scott is the director of it and he runs, you know, the, the 501c3 and everything. So mm-hmm. you knew you had faith in, and I, in me and, and you've known Bruce for a while and, and, um, you know, a lot of people we've raised a, this time around, we're probably somewhere between 200 and $250,000 awesome. in our efforts. Alone. Awesome. So. Very good. So the, um, I think, you know, one of the important things about raising awareness to the people that really helped and really got involved. Um, I mean, a lot of people got involved, right? But the people that really made a difference, I guess, is probably the better way to phrase it. Yep. And I think one of the important things in my mind in bringing attention to those people is the fact that, yeah, just to give people for credit for doing good, and that's awesome. But it's important, I think, for the people at this point, especially now with social media and everything getting exposed to who's who and what's what, is to say, all right, these are the people that really helped. These are the people that made a big difference. So when it happens again, inevitably it will, you know that these are people you can trust next time. Mm -hmm. Because that was a big issue too. Yeah, I mean, we have some donors that donate large sums of money that, yeah. you know, they want to remain anonymous. And, and well, because if you, if you believe in your Bible or anything like right. that, it tells you the true charity is given anonymously. And, um, you know, these people want to remain anonymous, but they, they have trust in me because I've done it. This is my third time doing it. Yeah. And they know where the money's going and and they see it, you know, when they go back over to, to San Salvador, they see, you know, what happened there and, and what took place and, and know that they were a part of it. They, you know, they, nobody else knows they were a part of it except me, but they know they were a part of it. So, yeah. And, uh, it's also, um, important to realize that efforts are still ongoing. Oh yeah. We, you know, just cause the tank that like what they, everyone's saying, Oh, once the cameras are off, well, we have know, a, they're off and, but those people are still suffering. There's still things going on. We have a tractor trailer being loaded I think it got loaded yesterday. That's going to the ship probably today that will hopefully be there on Thanksgiving or right before to, uh, we're doing a lot of stuff in Manowar right now through the church. Um, okay. 
because my uncle actually had a house over there, and my cousin and her husband became pastors at the Church of God in Manowar. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have close ties to Manowar. And so How far, did the boat company do? I'm sorry? How did the boat company do there? Everything's gone. Gone, right? Yeah, yeah. everything's gone. Um, but we have a tractor trailer because what my cousin Tom, well, his my cousin's name is Brenda, and her husband is Tom. And Tom is sending, they're organizing crews that go over every week of mm-hmm. six to eight guys. Now I think they have two crews going over. And so far they built, rebuilt a 70 or 80-year-old widow's house that mm-hmm. was just a concrete slab, which we supplied all the materials for. <clears throat> That's where some of your money went. We supplied all the materials for. For what? It's for, cool to find out. Find out. I mean, not, I'm not trying to promote the fact that we give money. I'm just, I just want to find out what happened. Um, that was cool. So well, slabs and things like the, that. She had her house was, you know, all the houses over there wood. Right. All she had left was a slab. Her entire house was gone. Okay. Uh, she had a concrete slab, and we sent over a container full of lumber. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us a list. The contractor, the construction guy, gave us a list, and this is all volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these contractors, these these architects, and everything—it's all volunteer. Um, they sent us a list of what they needed. We bought it from Abel a, a Construction, and we sent it over. And they built her house in like four days. Really, four days. Wonderful. And you were part of that, and we all were part of that. And we did that. And there's an 80 year old man who was a widower. And he has nothing. He's left with a slab, and, and we've already sent the supplies over there to rebuild him a home. And there's a container that's leaving today, tomorrow, whenever it's leaving, that is also going over to rebuild a elderly, very old person house. We've sent a container of wood. This is all the stuff we've done recently. I, I don't even know, know how many containers we've sent. I'm guessing we're somewhere in 30 or 40, 40 foot containers that we've sent over. And it's all supplies coming from the church, but also it's a lot of it we're buying now, paying for the wood. We're getting it at a wholesale price through John Abel Construction, and we're paying for the lumber to go. And we sent a entire container over to Marsh Harbor. Yeah. And it's easier for us to get things in if it goes to a church. And so obviously— Why our, is that? Because it's charity. Okay. And if you, we sent a container over to Kevy Thomas. I don't know if you know Kevy Thomas. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. You know Kevy. Yeah. Well, we sent a container over there to her uh, so that she could distribute it throughout, you know, the people that you and I know and, and through the community because we, you and I, I have um, tons of faith in Kevy and love her to death. Like Without a doubt. And so I sent it to I her. I saw her at the boat show for the first time since the storm, and we basically yes. hugged for like a minute straight. Yes, yeah. I love her. I've, and yeah. she was a big point person 15 years ago when Floyd went, and I took care of every, you know, did everything over there. It was all through Kevy. Yeah. Um, so we sent a container over there for her to get distributed, and it was very difficult. They held it up for like a week or 10 days before. I mean, it's sitting right there. She's looking at it, and she's not allowed she to open it. it. <sighs> And it has Come on. it has pallets and pallets of water and pallets and pallets me? of Gatorade and these buckets that the church does that are emergency supply buckets and they have toiletries and everything in the buckets and a lid and and, and meals and everything and they had to sit and she look can't at it. access it she she can now but it took now a, she can it took a week to ten days before they would allow her to open it unbelievable so That's if we it send it to the church. With the name the Church of God on it, because right. the last one with all the lumber and building materials in it, we sent to Kevy Thomas care of the Church of God Abaco. Right, it gets right in; they can open it right up. 
Wow. Because it goes through the church. So the church, the church has been the church of God, and their and their 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 all their relief efforts are amazing, and it's all one hundred percent is donated, and everything is you know any monies that are raised and everything is one hundred percent going to the people. Yeah, I mean, as you know, when we started this, we we worked with some people, and then there was going to be some money taking out, and now it's not. Learn, I'm not a. I will never be about that. Yeah, everything, every penny goes to the people. In well, Africa. like I said, I mean, the whole thing was for me to be with you and Bruce yeah. you know, you know, right from the get-go. And that's that's why it was like, yeah, all right. So we just went with that. Yeah, it's just everything's got to go to them. They they need it. and and, and No doubt about it. You know, it's all about helping others. and You know, and once it gets there, it's too, it's cool because, you know, with going to the Church of God, it's going to the right place and the people with the right perspective that are going to say, okay, you know, we got nothing. So, you know, no one's going to, pocket or profit that and, no. you know, and, but the, and at the end of the day though they're getting supplies and and they distribute it and I know the first container once Kevy was able to get into it um, you know stuff went to the church of God there it went to the Catholic church over there and it went to the Episcopal church over there and that way it gets distributed through the churches mm-hmm. you know and if we can't trust the churches we're in trouble <laughs> yeah yeah well every yeah you got that right um, you know, so everyone's been telling all the stories about what they've been seeing over there, and we don't really need to go into that. No, um, I, I because, don't want to go. People yeah, no, ask me. Yeah. No, people, even even some guys that have had come into the studio before the podcast that are in the know and everything like that. They're like, I got some videos on my phone. You want to see them? I'm no. like, nope. I'm like, just word of mouth is was enough for me. I I, I was yeah. over there after Floyd. I saw it after Floyd. Yeah, and I don't need to see it now. And yep. I, I know what the devastation is. Yeah. So. so turning the table to happier times. Thanksgiving dinner? Thanksgiving. You want to come over to the house for Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner? You're going to be all by yourself. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to my son's house. It's right no, around a corner. <laughs> no, down the street here in, in the Everglades. <laughs> yeah. And have another cookie because it's Thanksgiving. Um, so Thanksgiving coming into the holidays. you have any big holiday plans for anything? No. 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 Just I'll probably go hunting one more time before Christmas. Um, one more time. And you didn't get anything last time, right? Do you have to bring that up, really? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you posted about it a million times. Ago. I'm like, I ain't getting shit up here. <laughs> no, I've. Uh, it has not been a good year for me for the Bucks. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I've shot one small doe so far this year. But the weekend after Thanksgiving weekend, because I will not travel on Thanksgiving weekend, no. I'll go back up to my place in South Carolina and... I got a good feeling about that next trip there. Right? Do you? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some good, good good vibes on that one. Well, I've got all these people on Facebook that are jinxing me and hexing me, so I don't kill any of them. <laughs> I'm thinking it might be working. <laughs> so, I mean, spend five days hunting in South Dakota and never see a deer worth shooting is, that, that was pretty brutal. That's a tough one. Yeah. And freezing your ass off doing it. Yeah, it's a tough one. So, so then we have Christmas and you get back into Christmas and we roll right into Jimmy Johnson. Oh, we soon, do. Soon enough. Oh, right. I've heard about that tournament. Right. You know anything about that tournament? Something. A little bit something about that one. What is that? <laughs> that is, oh, look at him. He's busting out his notes. Oh, why? Because I don't want to say something wrong. No. Nope. So I'm sorry if I'm chewing on the mic here. Um, so we're it? looking at the, what, the second week, first week of March. I don't Right? Know. March 3rd, everything starts because that's my birthday. Yay. March 3rd through the 7th. Yep. Yep. March 3rd through the 7th, and it is at the brand new hotel. The that brand looks new like guitar, guitar hotel at like Hard guitar, Rock. Right? Yeah, man. And um, it's going to be crazy and fun. 
It's and gonna be, um, it's going to be huge. That's what it's going to be. Best yet, and you know, we got some special things planned ourselves for that one this year, and oh, some new things that we're keeping on the down low for now. Nice. And um, we'll have that new wrap truck parked right out front. I will have the new. Yes, I will. Right. Um, and then um, yeah, so we got some new things happening. You want to get some things up to date for some of the new things that are happening. New boundaries. The new right, boundaries are huge. Mm-hmm. It is basically, without going into to the numbers of it, it's basically the south end of West Palm Beach, Palm Beach. It's 33.8 miles north of Fort Lauderdale, which is the south end of West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. And it's 33.8 miles south of Ocean Reef. So that puts you down there somewhere around Alamorada. Okay, so and, towards Alligator. Yep, yeah. down okay. there. So you have a 115-mile Mm-hmm. Uh, range up and down the coast that you can fish from. And it's three inlets though. So people can three inlets. Yes. Right. You can, mm-hmm. you can fish out of Fort Lauderdale or you can fish out of anywhere. You don't have to go to a Marina. You, you, if you don't have a fish to weigh in, you don't even have to stop by the Marina. Right. You know, because now we have everything on Dropbox. So anybody can load their videos up on Dropbox and unless they're weighing in a fish, they don't even have to go stop by the, the way stations. That's outstanding. So smart. We're doing uh, Bahia Mar up in Fort Lauderdale and then Miami Beach Marina here in Miami. And, of course, Ocean Reef. We've still got to have a base down there at Ocean Reef. Mm-hmm. So we'll have three bases. Gotcha. Um, so Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Key Largo. And Key Largo. We'll, be yep. the, we'll have weigh stations at all three of them so that people can bring in their fish to be weighed. But And they can drop off their video cards there also, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what's a little bit different this year is we're fishing Thursday and Friday. Right. We're not fishing Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they used to have the gifting thing in the beginning, and now, now it's at the end. You, you fish Thursday, Friday, and now it's an all-day Saturday affair. Well, Saturday, I believe, in the morning is a celebrity uh, fishing day. Mm-hmm. And then gifting starts at, I believe, noon at the Hard Rock. So we'll have that big gifting suite like we did at the beginning before. Well, it'll be at the end. So you'll fish Thursday and Friday. Saturday, you come over to the Hard Rock or Friday night. Uh, we're, they're, they're having great specials on rooms for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So you come over, check in on Friday night. You're there all day Saturday. You, you know, ammo on down to the, the gifting, get all your gifting and everything done. And then the huge blowout, insane party will be Saturday night. Now are they doing the, the Celebrity Pro-Am Awards at the party on Saturday as well? I believe they were on because that that would be kind of cool because um, before there wasn't a lot of exposure to that to unless you were actually in the pro am, uh, which they used to do that on Wednesday <laughs> before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that they're moving that to the Saturday. I think it's kind of cool. It's going to be cool. Yeah, because it'll it'll give it a little bit more meaning. You know, mm-hmm. before it was just oh yeah we're doing a celebrity pro am and then we did a big party at Ocean Reef that night. Right. But so now. Everybody should be together, and it's going to be a huge blowout yeah, party. Absolutely, and um, it's still not too late to enter. Oh no, it's never too late. So to they go to jjfishweek.com. They can enter now, and they need to. I mean, if people are still kind of on the fence, riding the fence, they need to get in and pay their basic entry now. Right, and you know, lock in while they can still get some discounts because after the first of the year, discounts are over. Right, we can't. You know, mm-hmm. so. For sure. But and there's can, a lot of money in meat. <coughs> well, I think we're giving away over $100,000, or I'm not even sure how much that is in the prize structure. Yep. But there's a ton of money in meat. Mm-hmm. So 
um, you know, they can get in just the meat category. They don't have to fish the catch and release category. So mm-hmm. they can just fish the meat p- portion of it, and it'll all be the same big party at the end. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people understand that part about it, too. It's like, you know, this, like everyone thinks they see the Jimmy Johnson turn. It's this big sailfish tournament, you know what I mean? But you got a lot of guys sneaking in under the wire entering that meat tournament, coming away with some nice checks. Some really nice checks. I yeah. think year before last, a guy caught a big wahoo and got $100,000 for a wahoo. Yeah. And uh, I know um, Harris, my partner, they came away with uh, Top Mahi last year. And that, you know, technically isn't like one of these bigger tournament boats, you know, so it's, it's possible. That's Harris who called me 14,000 times yeah. asking me for a quad. <laughs> he's, very, he's a very for, thorough individual. For, for rules yeah. questions? He likes answers. He's a very thir- thorough individual. Well, now he has my number, so he can just call me directly. He doesn't even yeah. have to call Todd yeah. or Valerie. Yeah. So. so, yeah, he did have a lot of questions, but that's all but right. But, hey, they converted it to a victory. Hey, and that's, right? what, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. As a tournament director, I'm here to answer questions. Right. So, you know, and, and make sure our rules are all top, you know. Mm-hmm. Locked in and set and, and help anybody out who has any questions on the rules. Yeah, it's been amazing to see where this this tournament has, what it's turned into. And, the, you know, the the Midas touch that Todd and Val have put on it and you know, Jimmy and the Hard Rock and the whole group and, oh, yeah. you know, class and, and act got, all the way. You got, like, Contender and Yamaha that have been with us since day one. Yep. You know, I started this tournament with Todd. I don't even know, what are we in our ninth year now? Uh, yep. Ninth year. I started it with him nine years ago. Mm-hmm. He uh, got my fr- phone number yeah. from a friend at the gym, and he said, "Oh, this is the guy you want to talk to. He does, you know, he does tournaments." Yeah. And so Todd called me up, and I started with him. I wrote all the original rules and everything when we yeah. started nine years ago down in at yeah. the big. We've two. been we've been with the tournament the, the whole way since too. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys yeah. have been there the whole time. So yeah, it's been I've been pretty proud to be associated with this one. This it's, is we always say that, especially like for for us for me, it's cool because every year the tournament's on my birthday. Or some aspect of it. Oh, really? So I'm kind of like free party for me at the Hard Rock every year. It's kind of the way I see it. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I know we've got all kind of events happening throughout the whole week, and I believe there's going to be like drinks and everything served at each one of the weigh-ins in the right. afternoons. And Papa's PR is a big <clears throat> Papa's PR yeah. will be everywhere, and, yep. and it, it's it's going to be a blowout thing. And yeah. I believe we have 92 boats signed up already. 92. 92 was, was what I was told last night. Fantastic. Now, that's not all in the catch and release division. Not that's all, some, yeah, right. That's some that are, you know, in the in the meat fish division, but mm-hmm. it's 92 boats. So Yeah, I expect that that's going to rise, too, fairly quickly here. Yeah, I, th- I, I if I had to guess, and it is strictly a guess, <laughs> I would say we'll probably get up around 115, 120 boats overall, mm-hmm. not just catch and release, but for everything. I would think we'd be up there around, around yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. I mean, if not just a party at the Hard Rock alone. The, the party at the Hard Rock is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I mean, I'm I'm one of those non-drinking people, and I still love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you, for for you know those have had not been or seen it, um, it's quite the scene, quite the spectacle, and it's um oh, the painted ladies are always yeah, nice it's to over look the at. top. <laughs> there's there's fire involved. There's mermaids involved. And it's, it's yeah. I think last year we had probably over a thousand people there. Yeah. I mean, when you're throwing a fishing tournament and have a party for a thousand people, you've yeah. done something. It's crazy. Considering where we came from, it's it's uh, quite the mm-hmm. quite the accomplishment. And Todd and Valerie are just amazing at all the events that they put on, and and they've done an amazing job with this. I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Yeah, you know. The uh, speaking of ride, how um how long have you been a captain? Oh boy, 
<laughs> if you, I'm not trying. You know, I'm, I'm just trying. I want to give a little backstory on you here. Uh, my Can you elaborate first, on that? Be, like, we're not going to get into too much of the Olympic training, but you know, we're, Good, we're, we're not going to. Well, well we can, we can, because that's all under top secret. Like, top know, secret, right? Yeah, we can't we talk have, about that. We do have some pictures to prove it. <laughs> uh, well, I grew up on boats. My dad always had boats. We always fished. Uh, my first trip to the Bahamas, I was two years old when we went to Bimini for the first time. My first professional job was in 1976. I ran a 53 Hatteras, and I was 17 years old, I think. Good on you. So I've been doing it since professionally since 1976. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the few people that are alive other than Jimmy Lewis. Um, there's one other guy, but I can't. his name escapes me right now, that actually used to work for Bob Lewis. Okay. The guy who makes the kites and mm -hmm. world-famous Bob Lewis Hall of Famer. Sure. I used to mate for Bob Lewis years and years ago. So... I've been doing this a very, very long time. It's a pretty good pedigree. So the, most of this is in the Bahamas. Yeah. Or mostly. Right? I, I fish a lot. I used to fish a lot out of Miami. I, I, I went, when I went away to Florida State, I came home after the first year, and Dad said, you're not going to sit around in your ass and do nothing for a year. And he called right. his buddy Frank Godwin, who owned a Sunny Boy 3, which was a charter boat over on Key Biscayne. And he said, oh, it turns out my mate has to leave, and I need, I'm looking for somebody. He said, tell him to be here tomorrow morning at 530. So I went to work on a charter boat for a year. And, and you were how old? I was 18, yeah. 19. I was out of high school. So, mm -hmm. um, and then I went back and went back to college, went back to Florida back State. Back to Tallahassee. Graduated yeah. with the intentions of going to law school. Mm -hmm. Got accepted. Law school? Yeah, I got accepted to go to law school. Really? Yeah. And then the boat I was working on, I was a mate on a uh, 54 Bertram called a real estate. And the owner said, the captain's getting fired. I said, I don't even want to talk to you. Uh, that captain still works here. I work for him. I have nothing to do with any of this. And he called me a week later and said, well, the captain's not here anymore. I let him go. I said, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want to sit down and talk to you. And I said, okay. And I went in and talked to him and said, you know, I just got accepted to go to law school. And I just got married. This was in 1984. Mm -hmm. um, and I just got married recently. And he says, well, I guess you have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go fish the world. <laughs> wow. That's, you know, it's really kind of funny how life's made up of those moments. Yeah. I mean, you know, because imagine it could have gone, I'm sure the other way would have been fine. Oh, too, my dad was not very happy. It didn't yeah, go yeah. The other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were not pleased that I did not go to law school. You know, who's like that too is, um, you know, Amanda and Emily, the twins that we, mm -hmm. you know, that we sponsored here at the studio that are on the D3L team. Um, they were pre-med. Yeah. They ran track at University of Miami. Um, they pole vaulted. And uh, pretty much they love fishing and say, no, we want to just be charter captain. We want to fish. That's, you know. And that's it. You got to follow your heart. And, you know, I, I've, you know, I've eked out a humble living out of it over the years. I think I've done okay. I've won a lot of tournaments and, mm -hmm. and gotten to go to some really cool places and fish and Caught lots and lots and lots of fish. So, yeah. yeah. So it's been it's been a great ride, and it's not over yet. So Yeah, no, not over yet. For sure, certainly not. But that's so, interesting, though. I mean, with the whole pivot of, you know, decisions, decisions. It was one day. You know, because a lot of times, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, you know, I wonder that sometimes, too, where, you know, when I was um, like 17, 18 years old, I was having my work hung in galleries and, you know, in wildfish collection. I've told this story a thousand times. Um, 
and I experienced some early success in this industry here. And I had, my dad sat me down, you know, at the time I was working in the surf shop and, you know, I was completely happy. It was probably one of the happiest times of my life. <laughs> working in the surf <laughs> shop, painting fish. You got and responsibility. And, you know, no responsibility, no mortgage, so nothing like that. But my dad's like, ah, you might want to consider going to art school and getting your degree while you can and all this stuff like that. And I, I took his advice. Um, you know, and I did, and I came out and I got a job actually, and I worked in the music business for quite some time. Um, and for a while there, I really regretted that decision because I was like, oh, here I am. I really, all I do, but I just want to paint fish and I wanted to follow my heart. And I'm like, man, imagine if I would have just stuck with that the whole time and, you know, it would have been, but you can't write that story right. about the what ifs. And if that would have done that, that is exactly what would have happened. You can't tell that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I could have been a lawyer. Where would I be? Who knows? Yeah, Maybe I'd have been a rich, famous one, or it might be one of these guys that you never heard of. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you don't you don't know. I mean, you right. could you could have maybe worked on a case that could have completely sent you into depression. I mean, you know, you don't know. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it all works out, you know. And you certain, you know, we always say that with Connected by Water, um, especially with a lot of professional fishermen, um, you know, that achieve so much just like you have. And we recently just had Rufus Wakeman on, and, you know, guy that's achieved more than many. Yep. Um, you know, that none of it means a damn thing if it's not for the people and the love that you've surrounded with your friends and your family that you've gained along the way. Oh, yeah. You know, and that, that really... You know, so if you want to look at life, and I'm not really talking to you, I'm talking to like whoever's listening to that. If you want to look at life and regrets and decisions and pivotal moments. You can't look at life like that. All those things are just, you know, non-things. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That that don't really matter. You know, the path of your career doesn't really matter so much as the path of your loved ones that you meet along the way. Uh, the, your friends and family along the way. And I mean, you know, I get to go to work on the water every day. <laughs> Absolutely. People pay me what they do to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is that saying about if you find something you love to do, you never work a day in your life? Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. the living proof of that. Yeah. And this so, one's on his path right now to, to that, carving out his own way. Yeah. Um, and I'm it. proud to see it. You know, I'm, I'm you. proud to see what John's going through right now because that was us, I mean, a while ago when we were just like, you know, scratching out and carving our own niche and everything like that. And he's been doing an absolute, I'm very proud of him. He's been doing an absolutely great job with everything that he's, he's trying to, I mean, he, he designed, you know, this place and it was, you know, integral in, you know, building this podcast alone, which we're, we're very proud of. And, you know, and a lot of the other things that he's doing, I like filming video too. You like it? It yeah. makes us look legitimate. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it, if it does much for sound, I guess it does. I much think for it sound. does. Yeah. It's got to help with does. that in the curtain. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought maybe we were going to sing or something and have a little sing-along in here. So, so we had good acoustics or okay, something. Are you ready? What's, no. your favorite Christ, what's your favorite Christmas song? Let's do it. Come on. Come on. Let's go. If I sing, it sounds like somebody's stepped on a the dog. Red reindeer? I love that song, though. See? <laughs> I know you, Brick. I know you too well. Wow. I mean, come on, a hunter. Right. I was going to, I mean, you know. You know, I even wore the hunting hat today. Did you happen to notice that? I did. I did. I did. The People's Passion. I love it. That's my son's YouTube shows. Yeah, and then um, we're not we're not ready to talk about the other thing that we talked about before the podcast, are we? Which one are we uh, with the the vector thing? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We can't talk about. It. You mean my new my new invention? Yes. 
No, we're going to come on. You don't want to talk about that. We'll, 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 when it's ready to roll, then you're going to come back on. Yep. And we'll, we'll, when it's we'll, ready to we'll roll out, it. we have product in hand. It's going to be cool, and it's going to be big. You know Dasher and Dancer. No. <laughs> I almost got him. I almost got him. I don't even know all the words to it. <laughs> we're going to have to look up the words to it if we're going to actually yeah, sing. Yeah, see, you take me as it's Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer when you want to have fun, and it's like an old holy night when you're getting a little Christmas. I, I happen to right. like that song. You know, a lot of people would never believe this about me, but I'm actually somewhat of a religious person. So you think? I do, I do like the religious song. Yeah. Well, I grew up in, you know, around well, that, that makes two of us, so. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with my cousin and we went to the revivals and the camp meetings and all that with the church of god right. growing up right we used to go to church camp every summer and so yeah i have a religious background so. what's your denomination was it is it baptist or just christian or what, what is it well i'm actually not a church of god i believe they're protestants is what it's called okay but i'm actually lutheran i grew up lutheran, lutheran. Okay. yeah my mom gotcha. and dad were lutheran my mom helped found the uh Christ the King Lutheran Church down in South Miami, where I live. Okay. And that's what I grew up. But my uncles, both my uncles and now my cousin and her husband are in the Church of God, which I think is Protestant. Okay. They're the ones who stand up in a service and go, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing. And Yeah, whereas us Catholics, we're like, right, we're just going to come here, we're going to do our, do our time, say our things, and we're well, off Well, actually, the Lutheran, <laughs> the Lutheran religion, I used to teach Sunday school. I know that'll be a shock for you. <laughs> my father's a deacon. Is he? Yeah. I taught Sunday school for a few years for junior high kids. The junior high kids were the ones that were too young to be in the big church, but they were also the ones that, you know, didn't necessarily want to be at church at all. Right. So, right. but their parents still made them come. Yeah. And so they gave those to me because they said, you know what? You can handle them. Uh, <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. So I, I taught Sunday school for a while, but, the, but Martin Luther, who started the Lutheran religion, mm-hmm was part of the Catholic Church, and he left the Catholic Church because he didn't agree with all the things that the Catholic Church did. Right. And so that's where the Lutheran religion came Yeah, it was an interesting time around that era because you also had the Henry VIII situation and with the Pope not letting him get the um, the divorce and, or the, and things like that. And so then Martin Luther ended up getting the support of yeah. Henry, which was you know, huge for that. But, you know, at the time, you know, there were some things going on in the Catholic Church that, who knows, it, it was... There's still things going on in the Catholic I think there's, Church. I think there's there's things going on in Everything. every every organization. Yes. You know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I mean, you know, we're Catholic. My family's Catholic. We were raising our kids Catholic. Um, you know, we're well aware with, of some of the history and some of the things and, you know, that could, but, you know, if you look at, um, you know, I'm not going to point out any other organizations because yeah. I don't do that. Um, but if you look at a lot of the different religious things that are going on, you know, whether it's a Christian religion or there's, you know, Judaism or whatever like that, there's things and stories you'll find them in everywhere. every in everywhere. everywhere. I mean, you're talking about organizations filled with large amounts of people. Things are going to happen yeah, in, in all walks of life, not even just in religion. I mean, there's, there's right. That's what, I mean, that's what I mean. Like yeah, you're talking about in or in all walks of life and yeah, in organizations where you have any swath of lots of people, you're going to. Well, there's yeah. bad apples everywhere. And, yeah. And. But I, I do believe that, that raising your children in a good religious, Christian, J- Jewish, or whatever your your religion is, mm-hmm. is a good starting point for them. Both my kids went to Christian schools. They went to Westminster Christian School down in, down in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great foundation to raise and, and have your kids turn out good. Yeah, I agree. You know, my yeah. kids are now, third, well, you know, both. I think you've both of them, Richard and Brett. Yep. Um, they both turned out phenomenal. 
So yeah, it helps with with giving one a good rules on having a moral compass and well, you know, because I, I, I think a good religious background and also a good sports or athletics is is the, one of the best things that any kids can do and get into. In school. We do have a rule in our house like you always have to at least be playing a sport. Yes, you should. I don't care what sport it is. Find something to play and that you, know, you, that you like. Both yeah, my kids learn play. learn the the essence of teamwork and mm-hmm. Both fair my play kids were and baseball players. Mm-hmm. I coached baseball for 13 years. I played a lot of baseball when I was a kid, too. Did you? Yeah. I coached at Westminster for eight, uh, eight or nine years down there. Westminster in Fort Lauderdale? No, in Miami. Oh, Miami. Okay, Christian. so oh, did you coach Danny Cannell, but Danny Cannell went to this Westminster. No, I, I coached their, their, what did I coach? I coached their middle school team, their freshman team, and then their JV team yeah. for eight years. back. You know, I would do different ones every year, and then I also helped out on a varsity team for a couple of years. Yeah. So... You know, I want to. I want to actually give a shout out here to on this. I mean, I just kind of realized this because we mentioned we brought up my father, um, in, in this whole thing and being a deacon, Catholic church, and everything like that. My father turns eighty six on Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, and um, he recently had a stroke. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I I want to um, and I haven't really talked about this publicly a lot. Um, it's been a tough thing for my family to deal with. Um. It's been a tough thing for my mother to deal with, and, and, you know, in particular. But, you know, it's my dad, and he's turning 86. And we talked, we opened the show with saying that we want to give thanks. You know what I mean? And I'd be um, remiss not to say something about that. You know what I mean? Going into his 86th birthday, this is my show. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to talk about whatever the heck I want to talk about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? Um, and it's been a, been a tough year. You know what I mean? Especially recently with, with, th- with things like that. So... But he's a great man, and um, if I'm going to give thanks for anything, you know, and I say this completely choked up and trying to maintain my composure, um, I'm going to give thanks to him. Very well. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say that. I don't know why I wanted to say that. but I Maybe it's cathartic for me to to, to open up about that, Um, you know, because we all have things in our life that we're dealing with. Um, that we may not understand. And people always say that, you know, next time you, before you yell at someone or before you're mean to someone, understand that that person might be going through something that you might not understand yourself. You never and know what somebody you else never is know. going through. You never know what, what people are dealing with. You know, you're right? fortunate to have your dad to, you know, 86. That's the thing. You I know lost what I mean? my dad. He was 82. Or he would have been 86 this year, I believe, also. he was. Yeah. Uh, we lost him four years ago. And let me tell you, it, it's horrible. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really, um, you know, I, I'm very thankful that, um, and my mother's 85, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very thankful that we have both of them. Um, they're very loving and giving people. And I can't stress that enough. Um, you want to know where this whole giving aspect in my life comes from. Yep. I mean, it's directly from them. I mean, that, that you talk about being raised with a moral compass, um, and having that foundation, that base about you, I mean, it, that matters, you know, parentally, oh, yeah. that matters. Was, um, your, was your dad in the military? My dad was in the Air Force during the Korean War. So was my dad. Really? <laughs> they had yeah. to know each other. Yeah, my dad was in the Air Force during the Korean War, towards the tail end of it. Um, and it's so funny that there was, um, he actually was stationed in Italy, and there was a paperwork mix-up, and he was going to be sent right to Korea. And he actually ended up getting sent to Italy, but then the war ended, like not too long after. Like and so dad. he spent like he spent the rest of his tour in in Italy. He was classically trained um, as an opera singer while he was there, and um, he brought that back, you know, with him. 
and then he met my mother shortly after. What did he do in the Air Force? Uh, he landed planes. He worked in the tower. My dad. He probably landed my dad. My, yeah, my you, dad, your dad was a pilot. My dad flew the B forty seven bomber and carried the hydrogen bomb around. Really? Thankfully, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, he sat on the runway at Eglin Air Force Base in Florida uh-huh. with the engine running, waiting for the phone call. Come on. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? Nope. He sat on there with the engines running, waiting on that phone call to go drop the bomb. And wow. Thankfully, it never came. Wow. Now, if you ever drive, you ever drive up ninety five in Georgia? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All the clay hills and everything. You no, gotta go but past. as you're going up a 95, right before you get into Savannah, there's an uh, Army museum on the right-hand side. Okay. And there's a B-47 bomber sitting right out there on I-95. Is that his plane? Or that's just it, the or it's, version it is, of it? It is a bur- B-47. Yeah. I gave him the numbers on it, and he said he believes he flew that actual plane at some point. Really? Yes. And I've been to that museum, obviously, and climbed all through the plane. They let mm-hmm. you climb through it and everything and, and seen it and all. But, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I always, you know, I always kind of regret never serving. Um, I had reasons at the time and with art school and military. It's kind of like two kind of polar opposite yep. things, you know. So when I ended up choosing art school, um, probably for the better at the end of the day. But, um, well, I can't really say for the better. But I kind of always regretted not taking that step you know, in some kind of military, particularly because I wanted to follow in the footsteps of my father right. you know, aspect of it. Um, but then, um, you know, we, and even shortly right around when I graduated high school, we were in desert shield mm-hmm. and um, whatever for whatever, but it never happened. So now that I'm kind of like, you know, with the, with the mint, the U S mint, I kind of <laughs> feel like maybe I can serve my country a little bit, you know, by designing the coins there for everybody. But you know, so it's, it's kind of, I cool. didn't know you were designing coins for the men. You didn't know that? Yeah, well, I'm an I'm a, I'm a artist. You're one of 27 artists in the country for the U.S. Mint. Seriously? You didn't know that? I thought you knew that. I told you this. How would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> We're friends. That's how you might know it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm an artist for the U.S. Mint. So in a way, I'm able to, you know. So what coins have you designed? Well, it's new. It's just happened this year. I've been designing. I can't talk about any of it. Oh, that's. I cannot. I can't, it's the U.S. government, my friend. They're very nice people, and I can't talk about it. They are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> at, least, at least the mint aspect. Of okay, it is. well, that's they, good. They're, they're really a great group of people. Now, can you tell me? Maybe you can't. Do you do coins or dollar, bills? Uh, it's a paper currency is a different department. Gotcha. Okay, so all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. What so, do we got to get to see these coins things? and medals and different things like that? Yeah. So shortly, when I'm able to. Do they send you down like a pallet of samples once they're done? Uh, no. You know, really, you know, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about it, to be honest with you. So you, you might have a lot of questions. I might have a lot of non-answers. <laughs> That's okay. I just so, wanted yeah, to know if we get free samples. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I, I you know if I, yeah, I can get you, you know, coins, but it would just cost me money. <laughs> no. I just, I'm, just looking for, I'm just looking forward to seeing it. I yeah, I'm looking out of my forward pocket. To, yeah. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> I've hoped that there are promising things on the horizon. Well, so, that's that's pretty cool. That's probably the best way I can put it. So, that's so. unbelievable. What an honor. Yeah, no, it's cool. So um, I thought you knew that. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. You must have so been we're giving thanks. We're giving thanks for all the all good the things that good have things happened that... this year, right? Um, you know, and we went through the hurricane thing, um, you know, but there's thanks to be given for that. I mean, obviously, this tragic moments happened um but we can give thanks for the efforts that everyone kind of pitched in and the resolve that a lot of people shown 
Um, You know, a lot of it coming from um, both progressive and conservative communities, Mm -hmm. which was nice to see that people coming across the aisle and putting politics and things like that aside for, for a brief moment in time. The, the outpouring of giving has been incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we literally had to turn stuff away at times because we just couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, we just didn't have any more room. We actually, at Scott, you've never been there, but he's got a big warehouse that he does his business out of. His business was shut down for probably three, four weeks mm-hmm. because his complete entire warehouse was full of pallets of yeah. supplies. And then with some of the money that we've raised, we had to rent a warehouse space across the street from him just so that wow. we had places to put stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we only rented it for a, a month maybe, but mm-hmm. just so we had some place to put overflow because tractor trailers were just pouring in through from the church and we're like, Ron, stop, you yeah, gotta, you yeah. give us a chance to, you know, c- catch up here. Yep. And he's like, once it's in motion, it's hard for me to stop it. We were a collection center here. And I, at one point had this whole front room filled Full. with, filled with stuff. And they're like, Oh, are we going to bring that over to brick and, and Bruce and Scott? I'm like, I don't think they need it. You know what I mean? I'm like, so I just put it somewhere else locally here so we just save ourselves a drive over there. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I think they're full. Yeah. We, we had so, so much stuff coming in. It was incredible. We still do. Yeah. Um, but now S- Scott has been incredible with this, with the, his logistics. You know, he, he has the knowledge and the expertise that now he has it down with the shipping companies that you bring the container on this day, the tractor trailer arrives that day. He hires some um, day laborers. Uh, skilled day laborers, mm-hmm. they unload it from that tractor trailer into our containers, and then they pick them up and they take them. And and now I think more he's more like a freight forwarder than anything else. Was yeah. once it comes in, it gets unloaded, then loaded, and then sent out, so that we don't have the backlog. Yeah. And good on can, him, Scott Baxter. You're a good man. He is. A, he is a really good man. Yeah, and um, you're a good man, and uh, Bruce is a good man. Uh, you are. Come on, Scott. <laughs> and. Um, you know, and, you know, Bruce and all the work that he does in the community is just phenomenal. The, the stuff that he does um, and continues to do for the GPS community. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I still owe him a letter, and I'll get that to him. You haven't um, written a letter yet? I haven't. I, you know, I've just been all over the place. And I, I know, I know, I know, I know. He even I, sent me a message. He's, he's like, where's your freaking letter? screamed and yelled at me about the letter. and his, He's just screaming and yelling at me right now. Yeah. His great efforts with the bug light thing and all the yeah, artificial the bug light, reef. And, huge project. You know, oh, he's, he and it's ongoing get, and continual. So if anyone wants to reach out and help with anything local like that, reach out to Bruce Marks. He's got a lot of great things going on. He used to get so mad at me because I wouldn't get involved in it. I'm like, Bruce, I don't fish in Miami. I don't even know anything about any of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm very rarely here when I'm fishing. Yeah. You know, I, I spend most of my time in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason that we try to get back. You know, we would be remiss if we did not say our Facebook page, Fishing Community Strong. Mm-hmm. And that Patty Tate is the one who started that. There you go. And got it all out. The lovely Patty Hitchcock Tate is the one who, when we decide, you know, decided I- this was the way we were going to go. She's the one who started all that and got all that organized. I'm glad you brought that up because if we went through this entire episode and did not bring her up in this respect, I would have just felt like a heel because behind uh-huh. every great man, and in this case, a handful of them, there's always a great woman. And she, indeed, she is unbelievable. Yep. Smartest lady I've ever met. 
and, and all the work that she does too with um, Todd and Val for the tournaments, the, the tournaments and, and she's the right there at the Seafood, seafood Fest. Fest and, and yep. She is incredibly smart and I honestly don't know how I made it so long without her. <laughs> yeah, you're a lucky man. I am. So we're I thankful am, for that. I am very blessed. Right? Yes. Yep. So she is awesome. I'm going to miss her for the next week. Yeah. Shh, don't tell her that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, what do you have to be thankful for? I am thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for my friends, for my family, for the people that have helped me along the way to get to where I am now and that continue to help me. Um, stumped me. Yeah, yeah. I stumped. I stumped him. I like stumping John every now and then. He's over there taking his notes. There. (laughs) I'm thankful for John and all this great work he does on the show. And thank you. The copious notes he takes and the great job he does editing Uh, down the show and getting everything done in the timely manner. What's he writing down over there? Or is he just drawing pictures? I'm yeah. I'm drawing pictures. I'm writing. To make my life easier after, I'm writing yeah. timestamps of where I need to cut because See I'm filming. Works? I'm filming with three cameras, so I have to go in and make all the cuts and place those clips in there. So I'm writing timestamps so where easy. I should make those. And all then, we got to do is show up and talk, and then he's he's over yeah. there working the whole time. And then writing notes on different images and video clips and stuff, where to plug them in. So just making my life easier. Otherwise, this would take days to do. Afterwards. He doesn't ever want to be on camera. <laughs> no. No, so I just call him John John in the corner because he doesn't ever. Want to. Why do you don't want to come want on to the camera, camera for a second? It's not that I don't want to be on the right, camera. Come here, come here, come here. I mean, I've got here. a face for radio. Don't pull you, the can least, you can at least pull it off on it. All right, we're, we're bringing on John <laughs> John in the corner for the first time. Is this the hey, first time? It's John. This is what he looks like. <laughs> not, I, I feel honored to be here when John John yeah. came on the camera for the first time. I'm glad I was so. able to help bring that out in him. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, it's awesome. So, you want to go hunting? Yeah, I do. I didn't even know you hunted. I don't. I gator hunt. That's it. You know who you need to talk to? Who? Ron Sanderson from the Church of God. Yeah, that's what he does. Well, actually, I was talking. We had Andy on not too long. Andy Moyes was on. That guy's a legend. He is a legend. Andy's the man. Kidding me? Andy's the man. We had we had him on a couple weeks ago. He's like. I'm like, Andy, I want to go hunting with you. He goes, all right. I know he's thinking in the back of my head. He's like, no. You know, no. But he says yes. He says yes because we're friends. He's, he's, like, he's kind of like, I'm not bringing you hunting no. with me. You're going to scare all the animals away. You're going to fart or sneeze or do something, and they're going to go run. Yeah. But uh, but no, I was actually going to go hunting in Tennessee um, with Harris in a couple of weeks, but the trip's are full, and I'm like, that's fine, you know, because it would have been my first deer hunt. But we're going to go, I think it's February, maybe February, something like that, to go turkey hunting. Oh, that's going to be more like middle of March to maybe, April. May, yeah, 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 maybe March. Yeah, spring. Yeah, in yeah, the spring. Yeah, yeah. Spring so gobbler season. There you go. See, I don't hunt. <laughs> we, we go up to my place in South Carolina. Plainly apparent now. <laughs> yeah. We go up there every year for turkey season, and I haven't killed one yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but well, I'm for sure doing that. So that'll technically be my first. Hunting experience. Gun hunt. You know, well, you get a bang stick of gator, but you know what I mean. A real hunting Are you experience. going gator hunting? Yeah. Who are you going with? Well, it depends when we get tags and whatever, but um, I go with my buddy, you know Chris Meek? Nope. Um, he, he's mate there on the flight plan. He used to go mate under um, you know, Casey Hunt and um, you know, and uh, Keith Bonifay, BB, you know, a couple, couple of captain buddies of mine. So. I went on the very first gator hunt when they 
delisted them from the endangered species list, and then they decided to open the hunting season back up. I mm-hmm. went on the very first one. Really? With a guy named Bob Freer. And back then, when they first started doing it again, they gave you 15 tags. But they only gave out, I think, 20 Mm-hmm. 20 people got 15 tags. Mm-hmm. And the first night we went out and killed seven, I think, the first night. Yeah. And then I just, I videotaped it. I did his job. Right. And, you know, this was back when we had the, you know, bigger thing. And I just went along to, to videotape it and all that because I thought it was going to be this big old scary thing and all this. And it really wasn't. And then the news, right. the, the news wanted to buy my videotape. I got called and... And they wanted to buy my videotape, and then I tried. I talked for to good her reasons little, or bad reasons. Bad reasons. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, we want." I'm like, "No, no, no. Well, we'll pay you good money." No, no. I said, "I know you're just going to turn us around on how evil and how yeah. horrible we are." Yeah. For for doing this. Oh no. Well, you know. Well, you know. Uh, uh, I said no. The answer is no. I, I don't care what you tell me. I don't care how much money you offer me. Well, we will pay you for it. And I said, "No, you won't. It's not for sale." Yeah. So, but I. I did it that one time. I've never done it again. It wasn't nearly as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, have you done it before? No. I mean, well, no, I, yeah. I mean. Well, back then. I mean, before, before? Yeah, before this, you know, you've done it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, back then we had to, you couldn't use a gun. You couldn't use a bang stick. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to harpoon them or snag them and then bring them up to the boat. And you couldn't, you weren't allowed to dispatch them mm-hmm. until you got them to shore. And so we had this big pole with a chain with a cable going it's through it. a little it. dangerous. Kept, well, yeah. <laughs> Doing it that way. <laughs> you know, come on, man. We were crazy back then. So we would get up and harpoon them mm-hmm. and then pull them in on a harpoon. And then we had a big pole that was 10, 12 feet long and it had a chain on it. And through the chain was a piece of cable to keep the chain open into a loop. And then you pulled the chain tight and you locked it into a little thing on a... But as soon as you harpoon Like a them, snare? No, it was a big loop. It was like, yeah, like a snare. Okay. You know? Yeah, like that. You'd pull it tight and then lock it in once it was around his neck. Right. And, you know, as soon as you harpooned them, you pulled them in. We had 150 feet of rope and big poly balls thinking these things are going to take off and all. You yeah. just held on to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're heavy. Yeah, but then yeah. You, we pulled them in and and put the chain around their neck and turned them upside down, taped their mouth closed. It was pretty much over. Yeah. It really wasn't as exciting and, and dangerous as I had you know, foreseeing it to be, it was, yeah. it was fun. I know, um, Chris Meek, if you don't know Chris, Chris is an animal. I mean, he's, he's one of the, you know, best fishermen, you know, I've seen, um, <coughs> young Boy, guy. Cause you haven't fished with me. There you go. I said one of, <laughs> one of, one of uh, when we should fish together. We'll get back to that one. Um, but when we went, when I went gator hunting with him, like nonstop, like he's, Getting the big one, getting the big like nonsense. Yeah, they, it was it was impressive to see the way he, hardworking guy on the water there. Well, back then, you know, uh, now because you only get, I don't even know how many tags you get. I think each person gets two or three tags or something like that. Yeah, because you had so many, you weren't really concerned about the big one, and mm-hmm. the prices were up and the meat prices were up because it was the first year. Yeah, that they were allowed to do it, so it didn't really matter. We just went out there and caught them. They had to be, excuse me, I think they had to be over six feet long. Mm-hmm. And I think that night we had a couple nine footers and a bunch of seven footers or something. Like that. We killed seven of them, you know, stacked them all up in the yeah. airboat. Last time we went, we got a 10 3. That's a nice one. It's a good one. Yeah. Now, do you like yeah. to eat them? Um, no, no, but they were, it wasn't my tag. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
Um, with, with the tails, I mean, I've had gator tail before. It's yeah. good. You know it's what I okay. mean? Yeah. It's like chewing on rubber. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything's good fried. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's like chewing on rubber. We used to have a guy down in South Miami who used to grind it and make a like a sausage type mm-hmm. thing, and he right. would make burgers out of it, gator bur- ground gator burgers out of it. It was really good like that. But other than that, I'm just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to go out there and spend all night out there catching alligators just so I can have gator tail. Right, right. Yeah. So, that was a long night. It's a long I, night going I, out I'm, there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of sleeping at night. <laughs> 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 I don't like being out on the boat at night. I don't really like fishing at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nighttime's for sleeping. Yep. So, so anything else to be thankful for this year? Me, I always have things to be thankful for. You went out for. to Mount Rushmore. Have you ever been? No. I've never been to that little corner. The only, I've been to Colorado, Nevada, Tahoe, Let me Northern California. That's about it. I told Patty this year, you know, because I was gone all summer. I left middle of May, and I didn't get back until the beginning of August, mm-hmm. um, you know, other than a day or two for here and there. So I told her, I said, we're going to go on a trip. She's like, great, where are we going? I said, we're going to go do something different. She's like, okay, where are we going? I said, we're going to South Dakota. And she looked at me like I'd lost my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go stay with my buddy Craig and, and Mitchell right outside of Sioux Falls for one night. And then we're going to drive west across the state. And we're going to go to the Badlands. And we're going to go to Mount Rushmore. And we're going to go to Custer State Park and all that. And, and Deadwood. And she's like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we're going to stay in a cabin up in the mountains uh, mm-hmm. at Custer State Park, a place called Sylvan Lake Lodge. And she's like, okay. <laughs> One of the best trips that we've One ever taken trips, yeah. ever. She absolutely loved it. I'm sure she probably had over a thousand pictures she took. Yeah. When you go through the Badlands, they say it takes you between two and two and a half hours to go through the Badlands. It took us six because of just all the photography <laughs> yeah. and and, and yeah. I mean we had buffaloes from we had a buffalo in Custer State Park where you saw the pictures on Facebook mm-hmm. and the video rubbing up and down on the front of the on the rental car and I'm like excuse me I don't have insurance for that <laughs> you want to get off of there because they knew you were in the car <laughs> so it was one of the best trips ever yeah and Mount Rushmore you've seen the pictures you've seen the postcards you've seen it all it is nothing like being there mm-hmm. yeah you just look at it and go Oh my God! <laughs> People actually carve that by hand. It's really big. It's huge. Huge, right? Huge. I mean, it. You can't even describe it unless you see it. How huge it is. Yeah. And we were lucky enough to meet in the. I'm not going to drop the joke I wanted to just say right there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wasn't a good one. No. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to meet the last surviving member, who. Worked on the sculpture and was oh, one of the right. carver. And he was Didn't a grouchy. He, just pass away? he died yesterday. <laughs> really? That's I saw something. Did, did you post that? Was that I how did, I found yeah. it? Okay, that's how I found out. He about was that. the grouchiest, grumpiest old man you've ever met. He would not shake my hand. And then he looked at his lady that was with him, I guess his caretaker. Yeah. And said, Oh, these people are just jerks or whatever. And she looks at him and goes, No, they're not. You are. You're being a grouch. Would you be yeah. nice to these people? You're trying to sell your books. Yeah. I mean, we bought his book and autographed it, and I'll probably never read it in my life. Um, 
But it was cool to meet him. He was the last one. Yeah, and now yeah, he, he just really passed away. Guy. You don't, you don't know. He might, might be had a little thing going on there. Maybe you gonna make a mean some of that times that kind of dimension different things like that can make you grumpy. Yeah, I'm. I mean, who knows? He's 98 years old. He's allowed to That's be grumpy. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You know, really. <laughs> so, you know, at that point, you know. And I guess you know he didn't want to shake hands because of germs. I'm sure that's why he says nobody shakes hands anymore. Okay, well I shake hands with most everybody I meet, but that's yeah. okay. You don't want to shake hands. About to shake your hand that. in a minute. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Do you mind if we take a picture together? Oh, yeah, okay, come on, come on. And, and I'm holding the book, his book, and I, and I guess I wasn't holding it properly because he leans over and he pushes back on it. He says, hold it up higher so you can see it in the picture. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Wow. <laughs> really disgruntled artist. He, he, was a little, he was a little grumpy. But you know what? I got to meet him, and, and I'm glad of that. I'm thankful for that, and he yeah. just passed away yesterday. So. He didn't realize he was in the presence of a future gold medalist. I mean, no, he probably didn't. Know. You know, I try to keep that quiet. So, <laughs> but if you ever get a chance, the Black Hills of South Dakota is one of the coolest places in this country. Yeah, no, I, I've been I've been wanting to get to that region. It's a big, you know, bikers place out mm -hmm. there because of Sturgis. Sturgis is all right there, and the Deadwood. They did the movie about Deadwood, and mm -hmm. and it's just a really cool fly fishing out there for trout and brown trout and all that kind of stuff was amazing. Yeah, and it's just gorgeous, gorgeous country out there. So if you ever get a chance, be sure yeah, to go. I will, definitely. But um, they, they say don't go when Sturgis is there. Yeah, I wouldn't go it's, for it's that. Are you sad. kidding me? Yeah, that's like, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do that. It's kind of like South by Southwest. You know, it's like, you yeah. know, visit Austin when it's not South by Southwest. You'll be able to really see Austin. Well, that's where Patty is now. I dropped her off at the airport. Oh, is morning. that where she went? Yes. Yeah, so I had to get up at 4.30 yeah, This whole conversation just took came full circle. I had to pick her up. I had to get up at four thirty this morning to take her to the airport. Four thirty? Well, you're a, you're a fisherman. You're a captain. You're used to that kind of thing. No, <laughs> I'm I'm an older captain. I don't get up that early anymore. <laughs> you're doing gentleman starts now these yes, days. Yes, I don't. There's really no need for me to be out there yeah. at six o'clock in the morning. No, I can catch just as many fish if I go out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I've been trying to tell everybody, but no one wants to listen. <laughs> Just, you just tell them they got to be better fishermen. That's it, exactly. You know, yeah, you got to be able to catch fish all day long. So you got to be out there before the sun comes up. I'm like, oh, you don't know how to catch fish at 9 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be a better fisherman. You got to be able to catch it all day long. Cool. So, well, listen, we have a lot to be thankful for. It's right. We're blessed. very fortunate to be here. Period. Um, we're very fortunate to be living in this great country, in this great state, being surrounded by people that we love and um, cherish. And um, God is good. God is great. And um, I don't know. I just wanted to bring someone on, a friend of mine, that I know that I could talk openly without, you know, about being thankful for things, you know, that I know I can with you. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful life. It is a beautiful life. And we are very blessed. And, yeah. And, and it's important. You know, we want to bring positive things to this show, um, you know, especially, um, you know, the whole theory of Connected by Water being a very positive theory um, you know, when, cause when you're connected by water, we're all family and friends and, you know, and we want to really kind of get that out there. Um, so thank you for coming on today. You bet. Tell everybody and, um, to go to JJ fish week, JJ fish um, I think we dropped that earlier. We'll drop it again. Um, and then you what's your Instagram. I don't do Instagram. You don't do Instagram. <laughs> Who else was that didn't do Instagram that was on recently? I don't know. Somebody, I do, uh, I just do Facebook and I'm not a, 
Right. Well, if you have any issues or problems about, you know, anything regarding the Jimmy Johnson, just don't call Brick Peoples. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Do you need any clarifications on rules? <laughs> You're welcome no, to call kidding. me. Call You're welcome Brick. to look me up on Facebook under Richard H. Peoples III. And I'm happy to help in any way that I possibly can to get people fishing a tournament. More people, the better. More merrier the parties. Um, it's such a great experience. You want everybody to... Yep, absolutely. Come out and have a great time and enjoy it. And it's going to be big this year. Absolutely. Gonna, we want to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble till you wobble. Gobble till you wobble. Um, there's no hope for the Miami Dolphins. What else are we going to say? No, hope. no hey, hope for the Hurricanes. No hope, for the, the no hope for the Seminoles. Hey, 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 the Seminoles, we have hope. Oh, if we didn't even talk about the Seminoles. We have hope. We have hope. Uh, we don't know who our new coach is going to be yet, but yeah. we have hope. We're running listen. out of hope. <laughs> no, we're not running listen, out listen, of hope. Listen, listen, listen. Is listen, he a Kane fan? You, you he lost want, FIU you, this week. You guys want Manny Diaz? You can have him. Wow. If I were you, Selling him up forever and I just already. got spanked by FIU, I'd sit over that, that corner and be You quiet. know what the worst part the, the worst part is? It's like I was watching that game with the F. Actually, I was watching Florida State lose to Miami during that game, and then even extra when I'm watching them lose to FIU. I'm like, how the heck are we losing to this team? Like, this has got to be, like, the worst Hurricane team ever in ever. It's the worst right? loss in Hurricanes history. It is. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I and it's I clearly the, the worst Florida State team ever as well. You know what I mean? And yes. I'm like, well, I'm like, what the hell happened? Well, I mean, look what happened to our coach at Florida State after he got spanked by Miami. See ya. <laughs> Dude, I saw some report. I saw some report today that that says that technically – you don't Will, have a contract. Willie Taggart never signed a contract. <laughs> no, he signed. I don't think he the university up. ever signed. No. No, he, there, he was, there was just a there letter of never, intent. There was a letter of intent. A contract was never formally done. That's going to that's gonna be a hairy legal battle right there. That's going to be nasty. But you know what? Let, oh them, let them fight that they out. Should we just don't pay care. Them. He's gone. They should just pay him. I'm sure he's a very nice person and a very fine man. He's a terrible football coach. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> so, Wouldn't it be great? And all right, now here's my pipe dream comment. Wouldn't it be great? It would just solve everything in the universe if there's Florida State would just beat the Gators this week. That would be a, wouldn't that, wouldn't that, that would just be a wonderful be a thing. Day for celebration. Sorry, Gator fans out there, but we don't like the Gators. What I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna None start, of us like the Gators. I'm gonna start screenshotting like people because you know they're gonna come with the cocky behavior oh, of right, course. right after Thanksgiving and, and everything. Like I'm gonna start screenshotting all their comments as the as the slow demise happens. Well, then, I mean, when you go to Florida State, you have to take a class on how to hate the Gators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the classes yeah. you're. That's why you know that's the, the funny thing is is like I really don't really hate the Hurricanes. I kind of you know I follow them and I like you know I got a bunch of friends that are Hurricane fans and it's cool you know what I mean or anything like that. But I just I can't like stand the, the Gators. I I root for the Hurricanes. I yeah. used to fish when um, Dennis Erickson was a coach. I used to fish him all the time and mm-hmm. all his assistant coaches and everything. I'm a yeah. huge. Her- and if you look fan. at the the Jimmy Johnson, it's all linked in with the the, the whole yes. Hurricane family, and those people have been nothing but gracious and great to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have nothing against the Hurricane. I really, no. I think it's a great rivalry, and I love when they play, yeah. and I and I think you know the whole banter that goes back and forth is awesome. Now, do you know John Ruth? I don't know John Ruth. Yes, you do. He's at our tournament every year. John he's there Ruth. With, yes, he's there with the UM Hall of Fame. See, the, he ha- has yeah. all the the. Memorabilia and items and all oh, that kind yeah, of stuff. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That. And he used to yeah. be Billy. Uh, used to be the Ibis, and mm-hmm. he was the the other one, whatever the other one's called for the football team. And the oh, Harry the Ibis. Kane. Yeah, the Harry Kane and yeah. all that for the baseball team. He's actually my cousin. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're like fifth cousins. Everyone's or got a cousin in Miami, right? We're, at, we're actually cousins from way back from yeah. South Carolina, where our families were originally from. That's nice. funny. Yep. So I'm a Canes fan. I like the Canes. Right. Yeah. Now, it's a mutual the, respect. Yeah. Yeah. If for the sure. Canes are playing Florida State. Now we're just a mutual depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if the Canes are playing Florida State, I always cheer for whichever team has the best chance to go the furthest. Yeah. You know, win the national championship or get in the best bowl. This year, you really didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, that's not a, not a concern. Not a concern. Oh, so, all right, go Panthers. Well, now, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I can't say that. Um, no, Florida, the hockey team. Go oh, Florida, okay. Yeah. Our baseball team, we have hope. Mm-hmm. I'm a Marlins fan. You have hope for the Marlins? Absolutely, I do. All right. Your lips <laughs> to God's ears. You know what? You can st- I despise the Yankees because I'm also a Red Sox fan. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. But the Marlins, Derek Jeter, that guy played the game the right way. I love Derek Jeter. There's no that that's not in question at all. The I thing that pisses me off is this. The thing that gets me is this. Obviously, all three of us in this room have watched greatness, fire them all. Greatness, fire them all. Happened twice. Yep. Right? All right. Then they're on the incline to greatness. Right now, we all knew that the Stanton contract was just stupid, and it had to go. And he wasn't that. And good. it had to go. It had to go. You looked at too many third strikes and whatever. Anyway, yeah. it was a lot of money, and it had to go. No problem. When the Jeter crew came in, everyone knew that was going to happen. No problem. Then it's like Yelich, D. Gordon, Ozuna. Like, whoa, 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 guys, guys. We had a good core here. All we needed to add was like two or three pitchers, and we were in the playoffs. Yeah, but the problem was we have no farm system. We have nothing to keep feeding it. I don't know, man. I think farm systems come and go. We had nothing. Now we do. But you just got rid of two back-to-back NL MVPs. I don't know. I didn't agree with them. I did. I didn't. I don't think they needed and, to and go as what? far as they did. And and I don't know as much about it as as as. Yelich is a hell of a baseball player. He's, he's a, an asset that any team he's on. They never should have traded him. Never. But Stanton needed to go. Stanton was. Stanton needed to go. That was the only thing that really needed to happen. Right. But I have faith in Jeter, and the reason I have faith in Jeter, that guy's a winner. He's a he's winner. Always he's been a, a winner. winner, and he's not going to tolerate losing. And I think now they're, they've got the farm system built up where they want it. They've actually said they're going to they're going to sign some free agents this year to fill some gaps. And they're going um, to need to. And well, hopefully there's going to be a lot of gaps inside that building. <laughs> well, hopefully that a they lot. fill some gaps and and it'll be worth going out to the ballpark again. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful. Well, I, I hope you're right. I have faith in Jeter, even though I hate the Yankees. Yeah. Although my favorite player was Joe DiMaggio, and he was a Yankee. All right. Well, you have faith in Jeter. We have faith in Jesus. Like my buddy Mike G says, your ego is not your amigo. No. Just do your best <laughs> like God do the rest. Always remember to buy your vehicles and cars and trucks at Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Subaru. And never forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are always connected by water. Brick Peoples. Thank you, sir. Thank Happy you Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for spending, sharing your time with us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Awesome.